This episode of the Business Builder Show is brought to you by Contractor Succession, LLC. If you are in a construction-related business and you want to exit your business in the next five years, then contact us at ContractorSuccession.com. That's ContractorSuccession.com. If you want to exit your construction business in the next five years to finish strong and finish well, contact us at ContractorSuccession.com. And by Credit Line One. Thanks for listening into the Business Builder Show. I'm Marty Wolf, and I have some great news. If you need business or real estate financing, I suggest you go to creditline1.com slash martywolf. Creditline1.com is number one for business, personal, and real estate credit lines. If you need funding, I suggest you try out creditline1.com slash martywolf. Go there to get started with a quick quote from creditline1.com slash martywolf. Entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. The show for entrepreneurs, business owners, and business leaders. I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builder Show. And along with my executive producer, D.C. Taylor, we will be your guides on this learning journey. I'm proud to let you know, we record this show in the studios of 94.3 FM The Talker, which is part of Bold Gold Media, and we are in my hometown of Scranton, Pennsylvania. The Business Builder Show is proudly distributed by csuiteradio.com. You can find the Business Builder Show and many other fine shows on csuiteradio.com. You can also find the Business Builder Show on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on my website, which is martywolfbusinesssolutions.com. Enough about me, D.C. Taylor. Should we introduce the guest? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm tired of talking about me and my show. I want to introduce <laughs> Mr. David Bookbinder as my guest. Hi, Dave. How are you, man? Hey, Marty. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm thrilled you're here. We uh, met, I don't know, that's probably already a year ago, and it's been a wonderful journey partnering with you and our and our friends Dave Nast and Bill Borton, and well, maybe we'll talk about that in terms of our networking, but we're here today to talk about your book, which is called... The new ROI, which is Return on Individuals. Let me do a formal introduction for Dave, and uh, we'll get into our conversation. Dave Bookbinder is a valuation expert who has been valuing businesses and intellectual property for more than 25 years. Dave started a movement with one article, which became a series which became a vibrant online community on LinkedIn and now is a best-selling book, which is, uh, that I've just mentioned, The New ROI, Return on Invest, Return on Individuals. Dave is right, a, that's the spin. That's the spin, Marty. That's the Return spin. on Individuals. <laughs> there you go. I got it. Dave is a director uh, of valuation services at Eisner Amp- Amper. Eisner Amper. I'm... I'm trying to talk too fast, Dave. I got to slow down, right, man? So. Switch to decaf. Okay. So I mentioned that you're a director of valuation services. What does a valuation services guy do? Talk to me. 
Yeah, sure. So in the valuation world, uh, what I wind up doing is I help companies of all sizes, public, private, all industries, all geographies, with things pertaining to valuation. So what does that mean? Um, Helping them figure out what their most important assets are worth, what the business is worth, what their um, derivatives, stock options might be worth, what their intellectual property is worth. And we do that for a variety of reasons. Um, One of the uh, intellectual property assets or intangible assets assets that I'll say I value throughout my career is a human capital asset. And that was kind of the springboard for uh, what became the new ROI. Yeah. You work for a firm. Its uh, name again is Eisner Amper. Uh, tell me briefly uh, what that uh, what that firm does. Yeah. So Eisner Amper is one of the largest accounting firms in the U.S. We've got international operations as well. Full service accounting firm, tax, audit, consulting and valuation services. Okay, great. So Dave Bookbinder is my guest. We're going to start talking about his book, but let's back up. Um, I said it quickly when I did your intro. Tell me more about how the seed was planted. You know, your online community, one article, run me through that whole process because it's fascinating. Yeah, it's a great story, and you used the word journey before in your intro, and that's the way I described the way the book evolved, too. It really was a journey. So I got introduced to a fellow by the name of Dave Jarden, who called himself a recovering CPA. He worked in the big four, and he had left the accounting profession to begin a career in uh, human capital management. And Dave wanted to change the world. He wanted to change the way that folks in the C-suite actually perceived their people and behaved and treated their people. So in my world as a valuation guy, I've always valued human capital assets. And I get introduced to Dave because not only did I value them from the perspective of doing the math around it, but I also believe that people are a company's most valuable asset. And Dave and I started to collaborate. And um, one day Dave passed away and the work just sort Mm -hmm. of died a little bit, uh, Mm -hmm. but I decided it couldn't die with him. And it was probably months later that I I dusted off some of our notes and I decided to write an article about how we in the valuation community value people. And I had to be really careful, Marty, because what I wanted to do was make sure I'm not throwing stones at my profession, uh, Mm -hmm. but I don't believe Mm -hmm. that the methodologies we use tell the whole story. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to throw stones at the accounting profession, but hey, look, the reality is human capital doesn't appear on a financial statement. So it was a a fine line to walk, right? Don't offend people. And I wrote this piece and uh, people started showing up after that. People were telling me, hey, I read your thing. Um, You should do more. This is bigger than one article. Talk to him, talk to her, look at this company. And then uh, other people started to show up and they became collaborators and uh, wound up working with more than 20 collaborators across North America. Each of them are, are thought leaders with their own perspective on the value that people bring to a business. Mm. And uh, that one article then became a series. Uh, and then from the series, uh, we decided that we needed to build a community for all these people who wanted to be a part of the conversation. And then uh, at some point, uh, by overwhelming demand, it just seemed like the book needed to happen. <laughs> so that's the story. I never set out one day and said, you know, I'm going to write a book. <laughs> okay. So, but right now, as we speak, the book is written and there are there is a LinkedIn site and there is a Facebook site. So tell me how people can hook up with you via the uh, the book website, or I should say LinkedIn and Facebook sites. Yeah, so uh, there's all kinds of social media. So my LinkedIn profile has all the relevant links. I also have a Twitter account, Facebook account. 
there's the Amazon author page, and I try to put links uh, in every one of those places so that people can find those groups. Yeah. If anybody wants to connect with me on LinkedIn, for example, uh, and they're interested, I'll certainly send them an invitation if they're not able to find it directly. And it is, just as it sounds, David, a book binder is, uh, it, I shouldn't have to spell it, it's uh, pretty self-explanatory. He is on LinkedIn, and there is a LinkedIn group called The New ROI colon return on individuals that you can join uh i believe you can join you can i know you can join i've joined it um and so you can do that and i suggest you do that um dave there are going to be you've already said hey you got to watch you know uh, writing uh, talking about people as a real important asset and and valuing businesses I, i'd be willing to bet dave and, and you know better than i do so i'm going to ask your opinion a high percentage of business people and a high percentage of people who want to buy businesses don't really pay that much attention because it doesn't show up on the balance sheet. Uh, and they don't, they don't, especially smaller businesses. Yeah, I'm, I'm mumbling and fumbling with my question. My guess, I guess my question is, how much do people really pay attention to this human asset? Yeah, like anything else in my profession, it really depends, Marty. Yeah. So there are there are the insightful ones who really understand when they're buying a business that it really is about the people. Um, the unfortunate thing is in the valuation profession, uh, where I spend most of my day job, if you will, um, when we're helping to figure out the value of these intellectual property assets, it's usually in conjunction with a business acquisition. And it's usually pursuant to an accounting regulation uh, that requires that the, the fair values be recorded on the financial statements. So the value of people winds up getting subsumed into what really is goodwill. Yeah. And we tend to look at people in the aggregate as an assembled workforce. Yeah. So because it's subsumed into goodwill, um, there's not a whole lot of rigor or attention paid to it. And the mathematics work out so that things like technology assets and customer relationships and trademarks really wind up becoming the most valuable assets from a yeah. financial statement reporting purpose. Yeah. How do we improve that? How do we change that? And I guess, is that what the book is about? Helping people look at these things differently and to do things like is building teams and, and management teams and how they interact? Is that, how do you measure that? Is that important, I guess? And that, is that what the book's about? Yeah, ultimately, that is what the book's about. And it was a journey. So you know, starting out with how, how do we in the valuation community value people, uh, making the observation that there's got to be more to the story. And then when the other collaborators started to show up, we started to talk about those other things that you just alluded to, like teaming, like what's the importance of trust? How do you align, align the brand and the culture of the organization? So all those what I'll call softer issues uh, were spoken to by people who are way smarter than I am about any of those things. But they, they laid out dots for me to try and connect and being more of a, uh, a finance guy and understanding having worked in the C-suite with my entire career, my audience for valuation services are the kinds of folks, frankly, that really want to understand, well, what's the ROI on this? Is this just mm -hmm. a bunch of hokum? You know, I, mm -hmm. I, I read about it. I see it everywhere on LinkedIn that you know, corporate culture and employee engagement are really important. Yeah. But there's a lot of folks that say, well, hey, I, I pay these people. They should be engaged, right? Um, so there's a lot of research that's been emerging that it's, it's more than that. Uh, millennials have been slapped around that you know, they want to be part of a bigger mission. Sure. Uh, why is that? But I think they got it right. And the reality is that people, um, you know, in our age demographic are of the same mindset, too. They want to be a part of a bigger mission. It's not just do a paycheck, show up and, and, and yeah. you know, kill time at work. So yeah. Yeah. all of those things matter. And, 
you know, I, I wound up thinking about it and I put it into a little graphic and it became sort of the catchphrase for the book. And it really is that the value of a business is a function of how well the financial capital and the intellectual capital are managed by the human capital. So you'd better get the human capital part right. Let me jump in. So I'm going to read that again. The value of a business is a function of how well the financial capital and the intellectual capital are managed by the human capital. So you'd better get the human capital part right. How profound, Dave. Well, thanks. Just another one of those things that just sort of evolved from this whole thing. Yeah, but how accurate. I mean, we know these things, but your book really gives us, you know, it puts some meat on it, gets us thinking about it. You can measure these things. You can look at these things. It is part, it should be part of a, a, a you know, you can look at a culture. You can look at the strength or the weakness of a management team and how they, there are ways to measure some of these things. Maybe not from a balance sheet, from a direct financial standpoint, although you're trying to change that. And there are some changes coming. Is there not in terms of measuring this information? Yeah, there are. So to your first point, though, there's empirical data out there that we uh, share in the book that really does demonstrate that if you become intentional about culture, you do see improvement uh, in terms of Mm -hmm. stock performance of publicly traded companies. Um, I hosted a panel uh, at a business summit that we did uh, a week or so ago and had a CEO on the panel who told a great story of how when he and his firm became intentional about corporate culture, uh, they really turned the business around and and really increased the financial performance and the metrics, not only engagement of the employees. So to your point about what's coming, uh, a couple of interesting things are happen, happening right now, Marty, and I refer to it as a potential convergence. Um, and here, here's what I'm talking about. On the one hand, the SEC is, is being lobbied by a lot of smart money, institutional investors, uh, regarding requiring public registrants to disclose more mm-hmm. transparency about uh, the human capital issues. Mm. So that's one that's one piece. I mean so for example if you're an investor would you like to know that the company you're you're buying shares of uh, their management team turns over every 3 years that mm. might impact how you think about investing mm-hmm. and it probably impacts the way that company performs. Mm-hmm. So there's that on the one side. And on the other side uh, in the accounting realm uh, there's some changes coming about how business combinations are being treated, and I won't get into the technical aspects of that, but long story short, it's going to probably shine a light on the need for a better way of thinking about how to value assets, and among those assets being human capital. So I mentioned in the book that either one of these things happening is kind of a big deal. If they both happen, it, it really could be a seismic shift in how we think about human capital. That's a big deal. The book is The New ROI, Return on Individuals. The author of the book is our guest, Dave Bookbinder. And after his name, he has ASA and CEIV. What does ASA stand for first? And then talk to me about CEIV. What does that stand for? Yeah, sure. So in in the valuation world, there's uh, what I like to describe as alphabet soup in terms of various designations that (laughs) people have. So uh, I have a couple of them. Um, ASA is uh, accredited senior appraiser uh, in business valuation uh, from the American Society of Appraisers. They would tell you that they are the the gold standard in valuation credentialing. Uh, I also hold the designation of CEIV, which is a relatively new designation, uh, also through the ASA, the American Society of Appraisers, and it stands for Certified in Entity and Intangible valuation. Um, And it's designed to demonstrate to users of financial statements that folks with this designation uh, have the skills and experience to value entities that uh, conform with GAAP and intangible asset valuation. 
So obviously you're showing uh, you have you've got the credentials, you're showing a knowledge of valuing companies. And so um, there are going to be people who are listening to this and say, wow, this guy is pretty smart. And I'm thinking about, you know, selling my business. Uh, what's the best way for people to connect with you? Would it be on the LinkedIn account? How would how would people want to re- connect with you? What's the best way? Yeah, they can reach me through LinkedIn or they can certainly reach me by email. It's david.bookbinder at eisneramper.com. Say that again. David dot David. Yeah, it's a mouthful. A lot of letters to David dot bookbinder at Eisneramper dot com. And like I said before, you can always find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. Connect with me anywhere there as well. Stay here for more of the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. This episode of the Business Builders Show is brought to you by Contractor Succession LLC. If you are in a construction-related business and you want to exit your business in the next five years, then contact us at ContractorSuccession.com. That's ContractorSuccession.com. If you want to exit your construction business in the next five years to finish strong and finish well, contact us at ContractorSuccession.com. And by Credit Line One. If you need business or real estate financing, you can get a quick quote on creditline1.com slash Marty Wolf. That's creditline1.com slash Marty Wolf. You have some great stories in there, and you alluded to uh, one of the stories in there that uh, gentleman that uh, it's okay to mention his name if you'd want to. I mean, I think I know who you're talking to. Do you you want to mention his name? Give him a shout out. Absolutely. So Andy Levin of of MHS Lift. Yes, he's the CEO I was referring to that was on the panel that uh, really is a rock star and didn't even know it when I first (laughs) met Andy. Yeah. Um, He was a little bit bashful and didn't really think he could lend anything to the panel. And I told him, you know, let me be the judge of that. I'll be candid with you. And within the first five minutes of understanding what he had done, not only did I say, are you perfect for the panel, but would really love to include you in the book if I can meet the deadline. Are you good with that? So, yeah, uh, Andy's a great guy. He was a rock star on that panel. <laughs> so, in in addition to yourself. Gonna, he's going to really appreciate this. Yeah. <laughs> so, so in addition to, uh, to Andy, uh, another friend of ours on the panel was Dave Nast, and uh, he was outstanding in addition to you. And uh, Dave Nast is, uh, is, plays a big part in the book also. Why don't you talk to me about your relationship with Dave and what role did he play in helping you with the book, which, again, the title is The New ROI, Return on Individuals. Yeah, so Dave has just a a tremendous diversity of experience and background. So he's a a recovering headhunter. He's been a CEO several times. He's placed a number of CEOs. Um, He's a workplace analytics expert, uh, an all-around good guy. And a little-known fact, uh, former rock star, open for Bon Jovi. Yeah. I've got a picture of him with a mullet. So so he he brings that perspective, which is tremendous. And then the third panelist was Doug Claffey, who's the CEO of Energage, and their business is measuring and improving employee engagement. So yeah, yeah. between the, the three different panelists, it was just a, a wonderful set of perspectives. And each of them is a collaborator in the book as well. Yeah, it was a great panel. So uh, the, the information that you shared in the book, um, will this change or get CEOs and CFOs to think differently about their employees? Uh, how will you think it impact them, CEOs and CFOs? 
Well, that was really the goal uh, when when I first started thinking about this as an idea. That that was really the goal, and I, I think there is hope, Marty. And, and here's why: everywhere you go, um, you can't avoid this co- this topic of employee engagement, and corporate culture, and right. uh, the more that the the CFOs and the CEOs are seeing that there really is this return uh, on the investment in people, uh, or the return on individuals, the new ROI. Yeah. The more they're going to be inclined to do it. Um, from a competitive standpoint, yeah, you, you, if you want to hire and retain talent, you have to have a culture that's going to be conducive to do that. So from that competitive perspective, there's a you know, leveling of the playing field, if you will. But the bigger picture is if you want to get the people involved and engaged and you want to get what we call the discretionary effort, the, the folks that are going to do above and beyond and, and exceed even your expectations for them, uh, you really have to have an environment that's conducive to that. And the investment's worth it. And that's the goal of this to try and demonstrate that. Yeah. Um, the book uh, took a lot of work, a lot of time. Uh, you plan on continuing the journey and, and talk to me about that. Are you interested in hearing more stories and, and stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate you mentioning that because um, I didn't intend to write the first book. And after the first one was getting done, I certainly didn't say, yeah, let's do another one. But uh, again, um, the forces beyond my control seem to be driving this. And if any of your uh, audience knows of a story of a company uh, or an executive who's been through a circumstance or even an employee who's been on the on the downside of a company with really bad culture uh, and realized that things weren't going well and maybe got serious about changing that uh, and has seen the impact of what changing the corporate culture can do from their bottom line perspective or top line perspective, I would love to hear from them because there is going to be a book too. And right now it feels like there's going to be a bunch of case studies. That's cool. And the best way to do that is to reach out to you via your, your uh, email address. Email address, davidbookbinder at eisneramper.com or any of those social media channels, like I said, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. You got it. Uh, The LinkedIn group is doing well. I see that it's growing well, and that's a good forum. You get all kinds of information. So stories are coming up on there. See anybody, a a C-suite executive, I implore to go to check this out, to learn. There's people in addition to Dave that are posting on the site. Um, Let me tell you why. Here you go. I'm going to tell you why this is such a success. Why the book and what you're doing. You you want to know why? Absolutely. I won't charge you for this. This is free. Because you give real advice. You share real stories. You open up our eyes to a lot of things. Again, employee engagement is uh, is hot stuff. Everybody's talking about that. But there's few people that see it and talk about it with the clarity that you do in this book. So, Congratulations, man. That's why you're on the Business Builder Show. This is important information. Um, you oh, know, I so. really appreciate that. Thank you for your kind words. But I got to tell you, uh, none of this would be a reality if it weren't for the collaborating partners who showed up and lend their voices and their perspective to this, too. Uh, yeah. They helped really enable me to connect some of these dots, and they bring wonderful perspectives. And there's too many of them to mention, so that's why I have to buy the book. The book is the new ROI, Return on Individuals. So we need to wrap up. What did I miss? What do you want to close with? Uh, anything from that perspective, Dave? No, I think you covered everything. The only thing that I would say is that to your audience, if they're interested in getting the book, uh, on uh, Cyber Monday, I am going to be making it available as a free download at Amazon. So if you're going to be doing holiday shopping and you're going to be on Amazon anyway, you can grab a copy of the new ROI, Return on Individuals, in your cart for free on Cyber Monday. That's, That's cool. Special value for listening to the Business Builders Show. That's great. 
So Dave Bookbinder has been our guest. Dave, thank you so much for being part of the show. Appreciate it. It's been my great pleasure. Thank you so much. Again, the book is The New ROI, Return on Individuals. So thank you for listening to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Reminding you to find this show and many others on csuiteradio.com. That's csuiteradio.com. Thanks so much for listening. On behalf of myself, your host, Marty Wolf, and D.C. Taylor, enjoy the rest of your week. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Thanks for listening into the Business Builders Show. I'm Marty Wolf, and I have some great news. If you need business or real estate financing, I suggest you go to creditline1.com slash Marty Wolf. Creditline1.com is number one for business, personal, and real estate credit lines. If you need funding, I suggest you try out creditline1.com slash Marty Wolf. Go there to get started with a quick quote from creditline1.com slash Marty Wolf.